0: You are listening to sermon audio from Fort Myers Community Church. For more information about how to get involved in the life of this church family, please visit www.fmcc.life. Well, welcome. How's everybody doing? Good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name is Bill Vecchio, I'm one of the pastors and the elders here, and man, we are so excited that you have come to join us on Christmas Eve to celebrate Jesus, and so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Just so you know a little bit about me, uh, my name is Bill, my wife is Lauren, she was one of the singers up here, Uh, and we have four, yeah, you can clap for Lauren, she's awesome. And uh, I have four beautiful girls. Uh, They are nine, seven, seven, and three. Um, And they are awesome. And if you could imagine, our house can be pretty messy. I I remember coming home a few months back, and my girls all decided to put together this fort um, with all the stuff in our house. And so every single chair in our house ended up coming somehow into the main room, and then they took all of the pillows out of our house. We have a lot of pillows. We have six people. A lot of pillows just kind of came out from the couches and everything. And then all the blankets, all the towels, and that seems like a mess, but. They're very innovative. Um, They decided to adhere all of the sheets and all of the blankets together with scotch tape. Yeah. That's one of them. Um, And um, we have some nice, foofy, soft blankets. I don't know if you know this, but scotch tape does not come out of those things very well. So it's been months, and every now and again, you know, you want to cozy up, and it's been cool out. Who's been loving the cold weather? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every now and again, we, uh, you know, go and, and go to put on a, a nice blanket, and it's just like the, the, the hard, like, scratchiness of scotch tape, and you can't pull that stuff off. Um, and, and just like that, I know it's a silly example, but, but life, life can be pretty messy. And um, I think that sometimes we may even look at, like, COVID and say, oh, yeah, COVID started it. I, I don't think that that's true. I think COVID just uncovered what we've been sweeping under the rug for so long. I mean, over the last few years, we've seen such a mess in our politics with sinful agenda and in our economics with people's selfish habits. In our social media with people's self-centeredness and the identity crisis that our world finds. And what I want to know, what I want us to... Think about today is that in that mess, in the mess that sometimes we find ourselves in, that today and tomorrow we get to pause, we get to stop, and we get to reflect and remember and meditate and celebrate the birth of a baby, his birthday. And, and so let's rewind history a little bit because we're not talking about a common baby here, but one that changed the course of history. I want us to really grab a hold of this because this literally, the, his birth changed history as we know it. This isn't just a Bible thing. So if you're coming in here and you're like, well, I don't really believe, it, this is a, a, a historical thing. This baby being born changed history. Hundreds of years before this baby was born, there was a prophet by the name of Isaiah. And he was writing some stuff down and some prophecies about things that were to come. And everything in his day was a mess. There was this people group called the Israelites. And they were being held in captivity and taken over by the Assyrians. And, and things couldn't have gotten any worse. And, and they had rejected their God. The God, the creator of all things, they were disobeying him, living in sin, doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And the world around them was a, ne- a mess, and, and they were hopeless. And so he writes this down, and he stands up, and he prophesies something. And this is what he says in Isaiah 9:6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Their world is a mess. Everything is in shambles. And he's talking about a baby (laughs) being born to save them. I don't know if you've hear the irony in that. I mean, if it were me and I was writing the story, I mean, maybe the Terminator, he, he could come save us. Uh, Iron Man would be nice. Um, you know, we could, uh, I mean, if, I know those are robots, maybe Optimus Prime. Um, I know that he's pretty skinny and scrawny, but I mean, even Harry Potter probably would have been better, right, to come and help than a baby, because I don't know about you, but the last time I was around a baby, they weren't very wise. They didn't give good counsel. I mean they can't even lift their head up and that's what God had a plan to do to send to save the people whose lives were a mess but God's plan isn't our plan his ways are not our ways and from the beginning of time he had a purpose and a plan for something greater than any of us could ever ask think or imagine so 700 years pass this wasn't a baby that was born right away. 700 years. Who hates waiting? How many of you have waited? All right, kids. Who has, who's hated waiting for opening presents? Raise your hand. Yeah. Adults, raise your hand if you've hated waiting to open your presents. Yeah. 700 years. And guess what? 700 years later, the world was still a mess the Israelites are still being oppressed just by a different person, now the Romans. And a baby is about to be born whose name is Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. And when this happens, B.C. turns to A.D. The king of the day, the one that's in charge, the most powerful person that you could think of, is scared about a little baby. This is a historical thing going on here. You can go back in history and look it up. He is fearful of this baby being born because he knows these prophecies. He knows what's about to happen. And so he goes and he sends out his army to kill all the boys under three years old. It's absurd. Because he's so fearful of this baby. So tomorrow... Our world, it's just gonna stop. I mean, in case you don't like your Christmas presents, don't go to Target. It's closed. I mean, they don't close their doors for no reason. You still can get Starbucks, but Target's closed. Why would organizations and places and jobs and works and schools shut down? This baby changed the course of history for you and for me. Even if we don't celebrate Jesus at Christmas, he has changed the world. He has changed your world. And you ever wonder if it all went down like you have pictured it in your mind? You ever think about the story that we tell and we hear in the songs on the radio? I mean, for most part, we picture this pretty nativity in a silent night. Oh. According to history and according to the Bible, it wasn't pretty. If you've ever had a baby, it wasn't silent. So what was it? I mean, you have these two betrothed parents. Now, betrothed means that they're engaged. They're about to be married. And she's pregnant, and it's not his baby. And angels appeared to them and said, you're going to give birth, and everybody is going to worship him. I know everybody worships their kids in some way, shape, or form, but this was a little different. And then a census has to be taken, and so now they are going to be taking this pregnant woman who's about to give birth. Uh, I don't know, we have a lot of ladies here that that have given birth and that that might be popping soon, and, and like... You don't want to travel almost 100 miles on a donkey, do you? So they load up and they travel close to 100 miles to a place called Bethlehem. But everybody is doing the same thing. You ever go to uh, like a concert or a conference or something and every like or you just go for vacation to a hotel and there's a conference in town? How terrible that is when you get to the hotel. Yeah, so you get there and it's packed. And you didn't make reservations. And so they knock and they knock and they knock and they can't find any room. So where do they end up? In a stable. Now, it could have been uh, something that we, like when we build nativities, we build them kind of out of wood and it's almost like a a barn structure. Um, Some historians would say it was more like a cave is where they kept their animals. Some would say it was more of a house structure that they kept animals in the lower part and then there was rooms upstairs for people to stay. Whatever it is, there were animals. And animals don't smell pretty. And they don't do things on the floor that's pretty. It was dirty. It was messy. And moms, here's where mama bear comes out. You give birth to your precious baby. And you got to lay him in a place where... Animals ate their slop out of it was messy. But even though the nativity was abnormal and messy, it is very similar to every single one of our lives that Jesus comes into the mess. Jesus. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, who has always existed, who spoke the world into creation, left all of eternity so he could be born into our mess. For you and for me. So, just like Isaiah says, for generations after, This baby is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So what does that mean to us? I mean, that's what we're about to celebrate tomorrow. We're about to celebrate Jesus being born. So what does it mean that he is a Wonderful Counselor, a Mighty God, an Everlasting Father, and a Prince of Peace? Well, here's a few things. First... As a wonderful counselor. I don't know, but in a world with Dr. Phil and Oprah, we need some wise counsel. We need wisdom. Uh, Some of you know this, some of you don't. I actually have a degree in psychology, so that's my undergrad. I have a master's in in Christian leadership, church leadership, and um, my counsel is limited. I'm human. I don't always have the right answers, and I know some of you think that you may, but here's a Christmas present. You don't. We don't. I mean, even the smartest people in our world today that we put up on these leadership pedestals, they make mistakes. I mean, we even put our faith and hope and trust in influencers. Some of you may not know what that is, but those are the people on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff that do those selfie videos, and they hold up products and stuff. They have no credentials, no experience. They just look cool on camera, and so they put this stuff up, and we like it, and then we go and buy it. So we listen to so many different things. We turn on the news. We listen to all this information. We're information waterlogged. We can get information anywhere, anyhow. You want to be an expert on something? Google it. Watch it on YouTube. You can rewire your house if you want. Maybe get electrocuted a few times. But that's what we do. We think we know it all. But what we need is a wise counselor. And in fact, the the words here, wonderful counselor, mean wonder counsel. Wonder counsel. So why would we need wonder counsel? Well, sin, from the beginning of humanity, birthed in us a mess that broke our identity we were created by god and for god we were supposed to be in perfect intimate wonderful relationship with god but because of our sin because of your sin that relationship with god was severed broken and so jesus comes bringing wonder counsel so what is his wonder counsel It's that in your mess, in your brokenness, you are fully loved. You are fully accepted. That you are never alone. And I don't know about you, even if you're surrounded by a lot of friends and family, sometimes can you just feel alone and broken and hurt, even with people in the room? But his wonder counsel says you are never alone. Because he is with you in the mess. That you are wanted. That you are beautiful. That's what his wonder counsel says to us. When the world is telling us something different. His wonder counsel says that you are loved. And that you are cherished. And that he desires you. And then Jesus was born not only to be our wonderful counselor... But he doesn't stop there. He says, Our mighty God. So in our world, strength is temporary. I don't know the last time you saw a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger, world's strongest man. He's not as strong anymore. He's not as fit anymore. Every strong man in our world gets old and, guess what, dies. Merry Christmas. Every leader that rose up in power and said, Look at me, I am God, I'm going to do what I want when I want. Attila the Hun, Genghis Khan, Queen Mary, Stalin, Hitler, and a whole slew of others that we can name, even that are, are in our world today. They will all, and they all have, passed. Why? Because strength in our world, in our human flesh, is temporary. So no matter who raises up and grabs reign of the power, it's only for a short season. But when this baby was born, he was coming out of eternity. And when this baby rose up again, and he lived the life that we couldn't live, perfection, and then died on the cross, the death that we couldn't die, innocent, and then rose from the dead, he accomplished what none of us could because he entered back into eternity for you, and for me, beating death, hell, and the grave. So a mighty God who can speak all things into creation was who was born. So if you have a problem, don't you think the one that created all things can help you figure out that problem? Is with you present in that problem? And here's the thing. He's a wonderful counselor, and he's a mighty God, but... He's also an everlasting father. And here's what's so important about that. Because I think we can look at him and say, okay, counsel's good, might is good. But if he was distant, if he was far off, if he wasn't around when we needed him most, then his counsel and his power wouldn't do us much good. But him being an everlasting father means that he is present, ever present. And now I know that some of us do not have good experience experiences with our earthly fathers some of us do some of us don't and so when we hear earthly father for some of us we're like oh i love that it's so endearing and for some of us like i want nothing to do with that and here's what i want to say he is not the replication of your earthly father he is the perfection of what your earthly father should have been he is there to protect you to provide for you to cherish you, to support you presently. In your mess, everywhere you are, everything you deal with, he is here. He's given us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us so that we don't have to walk through this life alone. And I think that sometimes when we're dealing with our mess, it's so difficult sometimes to ask for help, but he's already there helping us even when we're not even asking for it. He is an everlasting father. And so, His wonder counsel and his might and his presence is why he came and then, and I love this, to give us peace. Anybody feel anxious these days? Anybody watching your retirement go like this? The world that we've created, we've tried to build a kingdom here. We've tried to set up and establish a kingdom right here, right now, so that we could live as best as we could, have your best life now. But the Bible says the world is not our home. But in the mess, in the craziness, in the anxiety, in the fear, he has come to bring us peace. The administrator of shalom. I think peace is so foreign all of a sudden in our culture. But when we get to sit with him, when we get to read his word, when we get to hear about who he is and what he's done for us, we can look at the words of Matthew. Matthew was someone that, that walked with Jesus. Matthew was originally not a good guy. He was a sinner. If you're here today and you're like, man, I'm just, I'm just a bad person. You don't know me. Jesus does. I may not. And Matthew was one of those guys that would have said, I'm not a good person. He was a tax collector. He was oppressing his own people. Everybody hated him. Then he started following Jesus and his world was transformed in the mess, out of the mess. And he wrote this, come to me all who are weary and burdened. He's quoting Jesus. Come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest shalom peace as we experience the messiness of our life knowing Jesus allows us to breathe this sigh of relief (laughs) we get to just rest knowing that he's already won the battle he's already won the war yeah we're living right now in this present that, that may feel messy but he's in the mess So instead of trying to avoid the mess, we need to cling to the Messiah. That's what God has called us to do in this season as we are celebrating Christmas, to cling to Jesus, to remember and celebrate Jesus who is our wonderful counselor, who is a mighty God, who is an everlasting father, who is the prince of peace. You know, I think we often live in a world that expects us to have our acts together, right? Pull up your bootstraps, get to work, work hard, do it right, don't mess up. But what that does is it causes us as people to put on these masks and just fake it until we make it, or just fake it until we don't make it. Just fake it. Just act like we have it together. God doesn't expect us to clean ourselves up before coming to him. He actually comes down to us, down into the mess, and he provides us with everything we need to be clean, so that when God looks at us, he sees his son, he sees his daughter, and that is good. That's what brings peace. So that way, when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and you say, whoa, 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 in our culture today, there's relative truth. You know, there's a lot of ways to get to God not according to this. These aren't my words. It's found in here. If you want to believe in Jesus, that's what he says about himself. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and he's the only one. says, so what makes you think you're right? This. This is what I have to stand on. And I didn't make that choice on my own. The Holy Spirit, in his sovereignty, stirred something in me, and that has been my prayer every day, leading up to here, right now in this very moment, that God would stir something in you. That he would begin to do a work and give you a desire to know him more. Because it's in him that you will have life. It is in him that you will experience peace. It's in him that you will experience joy. Because he wants and desires and has come into your mess to give you life. And so, you may be a mess. (laughs) And here's the good news. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that you're a mess. Jesus is in the mess with you. And he has good news for you. He's coming soon, maybe sooner than we think. He's coming to take you out of the mess. And he's prepared a place for you a place where there will be no more crying, no more tears, no more hurt, no more anxiety, a place where you will be safe a place where you will be fully loved and fully enjoyed for all of eternity. And he invites you to come and sit and dine and enjoy all that he is right now. That's why we say Merry Christmas, right? That's the joy in the mess. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to light some candles. Lights are going to go out. It's going to be dark in here. And what this represents is the fact that Jesus has come to bring light in the midst of the darkness, to bring peace in our mess, to give us joy and hope and love and light. And our job as people who have placed our faith in him as our Lord and Savior, our job is to share that good news with everyone around us. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Selah and uh, who else ever wants to come up, they're going to grab a candle. If you don't have a candle, there's more candles up here, Um, and so you can just come up and grab one, you're going to light them, and then you're going to just start passing the flame back. And as we do that, as we share that light, the hope would be is that we know that in this season, our role that God has invited us to join him in is to share good news with every man, woman, and child that we come in contact with, that he is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, that he has come into our mess to give us life and peace and joy. Amen? Can I pray for us? Father, we love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to sit here and remember Remember all that you've done for us. Remember that no matter how uh, screwed up our lives may seem, God, no matter what pain we've experienced in our life, hurt, sadness, addiction, brokenness, that we are fully loved, fully wanted, fully desired. And right now, God, I pray that you would remind us of that in the inner parts of our hearts and our souls and in our minds. And I know, God, that the devil is going to be hard after us, that the devil is going to try to convince us that that's not true, that you don't love us, that you don't know us, that you, don't, that you aren't present. But, God, I pray that you would press through that, that you would fight that for us because we cannot fight that, and that you would speak to us in a way that reminds us, God, that you are the only reason why we have life and that that life is to be shared with everybody we know. God, thank you for coming into my mess Thank you for coming into our messes, God, so that we may experience the goodness of who you are and what you have done to restore relationship with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. And We lift this all up in your name. Amen. Merry Christmas, guys.